Hello and welcome to the Soulful of It podcast. I'm your host, Carrie Raquel, and today I'm joined by Uni and Andreas as we dive into the astrology and tarot for May of 2020. If you enjoy this episode, please remember to go give us a five-star rating on iTunes and share it out with your networks. Okay, let's jump into it. Hey, hey, you two. So grateful to have you both back again. So good to be back. Yeah, definitely. Thanks for having us. Nice to be here. Welcome to the month of May, everybody. This is, uh, things are different. Oh, yes, they are. (laughs) Than I think any of us expected. And so different since the last time we recorded. I mean, the amount of changes that have come about in just a month. Yeah, recording with face masks on. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, six feet apart, bitch. Stay over there. (laughs) Yeah, for real. There's a lot of distance up in here. Um, Yeah, we're transitioning like the rest of you guys are. The inside world is getting a lot of spring cleaning. Yeah. That's for sure. So before we jump into the tarot and astrology for May, let's just chat about a few quick announcements that we've got. First up... Uni and Andreas, you guys are doing some awesome virtual readings together. Do you want to share a little bit about that with our listeners? Uh, yeah, actually, we do combo readings. So you end up getting your birth chart as well as your tarot card reading. And we weave in and out together. So you're basically getting two readings for the price of one. Yeah, and uh, recently, because of this whole outbreak, we have been doing donation-based readings for anyone that's interested. We're mostly here just trying to provide whatever emotional support, spiritual support that we can out to the community. We know for a lot of people out there, it's some interesting times. Um, So if anyone's needing uh, a reading or just wanting to reach out, feel free to message us or private message us on any social media platforms. But yeah, Uni and I have been expanding our knowledge here into the tarot and astrology kind of deepening our understanding and, and using this quarantine time to really go deeper within our own levels of understanding and relating to each form of communication and enhancing some skills there to be able to really provide a deeper reading moving forward. So Lovely. And the best way to catch you guys probably is on Instagram, right? Yes. Instagram's the way to go. We are at Aquarian Age, and that's Aquarian spelled with E-O-N at the end. So that's A-Q-U-A-R-E-O-N Age on Instagram. It's our handle. And I also wanted to give a shout out to a good friend of mine, Rebecca. She has been someone who has provided so much inspiration and growth for me, specifically within the tarot. But our conversations and our many workshops working together have really brought up so much amazing information that I'm going to be sharing from here on out. And for anyone interested in a little bit more of like advanced tarot interpretations, she has a YouTube channel of her own, and that's Rebecca Magic, M A G I C K. And check her out. She's always posting up different tarot readings for the collective and really awesome stuff to learn from. Yeah, she's got weekly stuff up and it's really, really good. I love that. I haven't checked it out yet, but I definitely will right after we are done recording today. Mm -hmm. Can't wait. And the last announcement that we had is that we, the three of us, have a handful of birthdays coming up of friends and family. I love my Taurus and Gemini people. They are just so fucking awesome. So... First off, shout out to Julia. May the 4th be with you, girlfriend, because that's your birthday. Ooh, happy May birthday, 4th. Julia. Julia. <laughs> and then Uni, 
you have a sister, right? That's got a birthday. Yes, I'd like to give a special shout out to my sister Petey. I call her Piranha or Peafish. Uh, she's got many names. <laughs> As do we all. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely, happy birthday. I also have a sister too, the fourteenth. Sandra, happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, Sandra. And right after that, Chris, one of our friends, his birthday is on the 15th. Happy birthday, Chris. And then we got our Geminis, KTFG, that's Katie fucking Gersh. (laughs) Her birthday is on the 21st, right on the cusp of that Taurus magic, stepping into Gemini. And then our amazing girlfriend, Jordan, birthday is on the 26th. We absolutely love all of you guys. Happy fucking birthday. Most definitely wouldn't be the same life without you isn't that the truth okay so that's all that we've got for announcements this month and we're ready to dive into some of the magic before we get into the astrology uni would you like to introduce the cards that you pulled for the month of may and tell us a little bit more about them okay for the first card that i had drawn i picked the hangman the hangman is a 12th card in the major arcanum and depicted in it you see this man hanging from his foot from the tree and he's got a halo of enlightenment around his head because in short this card is about being suspended in time taking time to revise to reorganize to gain a new perspective which is gonna lead you in to the next card moving forward some of the energy that we can draw for support is the knight of cups and in the knight of cups you see a slow moving knight he's got a hat with little wings on it he's holding a cup in his hand and he's moving through a landscape with a river. And this card is really about movement, creativity, self-care, and making sure that you take the time to see and acknowledge people around you and check in with yourself in certain situations so that you are honoring your heart's emotions and the truth and the intelligence of the heart. And secondly, another support card that we have, the Six of Cups. And the Six of Cups is really about revisiting the past, childhood memories, innocence and joy, and our relationship to self and other. Wow. So good. And, you know, just from a quick overglance, those cards already, to me, kind of paint the picture of where we are right now. You know, this hangman time of suspension, pause, reflection, childhood memories coming back. I don't know about y'all, but I've been having some really crazy childhood memories coming back to me. Um, Some interesting dreams, just kind of sitting with myself and remembering certain things from different timelines. And to step into that Knight of Cups energy, I think is the goal of where we all want to be heading. But we'll see how that all ties into the astrology. I'm excited. Yeah, for real. That empty cup ready to fill it up at... I mean, literally anywhere other than my house when I can leave it. (laughs) You know, I've been making a lot of trips to the kitchen sink. Would be cool to have a change of scenery here in the near future. Yeah. Holding out hope for the collective. Mm -hmm. We will get there. But for now, we need to just embrace the suspension. Mm -hmm. Surrender to the moment. Yeah, and the medicine that it brings. Absolutely. So before we dive into the astrology, I just wanted to mention that Affirmation Destination, the theme for the month is Own Your Happiness. I love this theme so much. I think us taking control of the narrative of our life around joy and how we experience our happiness and how we cultivate and grow our happiness for ourselves is always important. But I think right now with so many major shifts happening in the world around all of us, it is such an important time for us to hone in on 
How can I define my happiness for myself? How can I own my happiness for myself? Because when I'm so full of joy, I'm able to bring that to every interaction and every instance, environment that I encounter in my life and share that with others in a more authentic way. Mm. So I'm really excited about this theme for the month of May and just wanted to bring it up so that we can pull from that as we're talking about the astrology and tarot. The first astrological event that I want to mention in May is a pretty big one. On May 4th, we have the nodal axis shift. What I mean when I say that is that we had the north node in Cancer and the south node in Capricorn. And we're shifting now on May 4th, where the nodal axis actually moves backwards. So it's going to go north node from Cancer into Gemini and south node from Capricorn into Sagittarius. So we're moving from a focus on Cancer, which is home, and Capricorn, which is career, which is so fucking relevant. So many people's lives have changed recently in regards to their home. Many of us are, for lack of better term, stuck at home. Maybe we can shift that to embracing (laughs) being at home, grateful to have a home. And our careers have been completely changed for many of us. The way that we do our work, if we still have a job, is a whole different thing. So that has been a huge focus for us. And now in May, it's kind of this breath of fresh air that we're moving into this Gemini Sagittarius axis of knowledge, which is Sagittarius and community, which is Gemini. And I'm really excited to be here and have that shift. Definitely. I think it's a beautiful polarity to embrace because both of those energies seek expansion. And the way that they seek expansion differs in which Gemini is very much more in tune with the smaller details of things and Sagittarius expands on the larger picture. So at any point, you can call on either archetype to be able to balance out more within yourself the most effective way to remain open-minded, to continue to see a larger vision, but to also be a little bit more inventive and creative with possibly how your route is going to look getting there because of the circumstances that we're living in. And these circumstances don't necessarily put an end to all dreams and visions, but give you an opportunity to revisit how your path might look getting there. And the fluidity, that adaptability, that both of those signs tend to represent are great assets to helping you remain grounded and also remain hopeful for, for the shift that's happening. Yeah, and I think you can also see a lot of that with how people are choosing to connect with their communities right now and with even businesses. You see people that are being very innovative in the way that they're approaching the situation. You have certain people that are just going out there buying products from local stores, from local businesses so that they can give back to the business and then going and donating that to the people that are in need that may not have jobs right now or not able to provide for their families. And this is really highlighting that in a way that to me seems very obvious yeah definitely and we're gonna have this nodal shift until january of 2022 and one thing that came to mind when i was thinking about this shift is the relationship between gemini and sagittarius is the student and the teacher Hmm. and a quote that i really love from byron katie who i think her magic will come up a lot in this episode and maybe that's just me because i'm a really big fan is you are the teacher and healer that you've been looking for. And I think that's very true. In the next nearly year and a half that we'll have the nodal access here, we are all being invited into becoming our own gurus 
And with the North Node in Gemini, we are collectively realizing the power of the word. Our amazing friend Nura said in the 2020 Astrology Overview episode that a belief is just something that we've repeated to ourselves enough times that we no longer question it. Beliefs become. What you speak outside of yourself matters a lot, but not nearly as much as the words that echo and vibrate from within. You hear every word you think. So think good things. I like to talk about the mind as a garden. It's a great practice to check in with yourself and ask, what have I been planting? Those seeds are your thoughts, and what you nurture will grow. What do you want to grow? Self-esteem? Confidence? Joy? Love? You've got to align your thoughts with those desires to produce those results. We can't have a harvest without putting in the work. So don't be afraid to get your hands dirty and dig in. I absolutely love this axle shift. I think there's a lot of magic here for us. And I'm so excited to ride this wave with y'all. I think it's beautiful how the shift itself is actually happening within our very own eyes. And so to even kind of question that shift is funny because just, you know, open your eyes and see just kind of like what Uni had just mentioned. I've seen the transition. I've seen the changes that my close friends and my roommate and friends that I have around the world shifting their awareness from convenience to more of like a consciousness and awareness behind things that, you know, come with letting go of what was once, you know, convenient for the greater good of what the community is going through or what the community is suffering from and choosing to let go of supporting such big companies that can very easily get you what you want and using this time to question the quality of things that you are even desiring to then changing that into something that can be beneficial to not just yourself, but to everyone around you. And, you know, this is something that the pandemic has brought out is our awareness behind where it is that we're investing our time, our money, our efforts, our values, and really trying to shift that into something a little bit more innovative and creative. I love it. And when you were just saying that, you said, open your eyes. And there's a song called Open Your Eyes. And it's by B. Miller. I wonder if it's a cover. It might be. I feel like every time I really love a song, it turns out to be a cover. And I didn't know. <laughs> so I just want to own that in case that is the circumstance. For this song, one of the lyrics in there says, we can fight the dark. This is who we are. There's a new light coming. Finally had enough. Finally waking up to who we are becoming. Open your eyes beautiful mm. so nice i almost like want to cry because <laughs> i just feel like that is so where we're at mm -hmm. and we're seeing who we are in a way now mm -hmm. that we have never seen before and sometimes seeing who you are isn't easy and you want to hide from it there's no hiding anymore and we're going to dig into that mm -hmm. with more of these transits so stick with us mm. So also wanted to acknowledge like Cinco de Mayo's coming up as well. And what I want to bring up with that is just kind of this new awareness or new perspective to almost invite everyone really to look at things differently this year. Because if it hasn't already started off much differently than what we're used to, we're now experiencing a brand new year with so many things being canceled and put on pause or postponing. But, you know, 
great time again to like reevaluate and redefine what holidays we're celebrating, getting to the core of knowing what these holidays actually represent before we can subconsciously say that we missed the time when we did this on that holiday and like really choosing to look at it for what it is now in this new year and being able to feel more confident and curious about exploring each other's culture and differences to find the unity within it and doing the work with all this extra time that we have to really engage with all these different cultures that we can be getting closer to. So for this Cinco de Mayo, I know for myself, I will be choosing to rewrite and redefine what that holiday means to me specifically as a Latino American in the United States and kind of going forward with this different level of awareness that comes with appreciating the Latin culture, specifically all the Mexican friends that I have and family members that reach out down the family tree line and just sending them more of my energetic and loving support telepathically during such interesting times. Yeah, and contrary to popular belief, uh, Cinco de Mayo is not Mexican Independence Day. It's actually on September 16th. So just thought I'd toss that out there because as a Mexican, I always hear this all the time. Mm. You're like, woohoo, happy Independence Day. And you're like, that was really ignorant. <laughs> Thanks. Exactly. Thank you. You not offer me a margarita now? <laughs> Go away. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. And I just to add what you were saying, Andreas, I think it's so important that if we're going to celebrate a holiday, that we don't let it be hollow. Mm. Let it be a holy day. Let it be a holy day. <laughs> You're going to celebrate it. Celebrate it right. So right after Cinco de Mayo, we are going to have the full supermoon in Scorpio on Thursday the 7th. I'm really excited about this. I think Scorpio offers us such an opportunity to transform. And with it being the moon in Scorpio, it's very focused around emotional transformation and I've got a few aspects here that I wanted to chat about briefly. This full moon is going to be in opposition to Mercury. That's going to illuminate how we communicate and how we feel at the same time. This is a great time to be cautious about any potential misunderstandings. But we also have the full moon forming a trine with Neptune. So I do think the disagreements and especially blowups are really unlikely on this full moon. The trine between the full moon and Neptune also brings a focus on our spirituality, and this full moon would be an ideal time to try and connect more with your spiritual practice. Lean into the imagination and the creative sides of yourself as a medium to help you release your emotions. This is a great full moon to spend painting, singing, practicing yoga, doing a tarot spread or an oracle spread for yourself, writing something, just daydreaming even. We also have Mercury forming a sextile to Neptune, which is a really positive aspect, highlighting the opportunity that we have to speak the emotions that we're feeling that are coming to the surface in a way that they will be heard and honored. Let other people listen when you're ready to speak. And you'll likely find that on this full moon, those feelings that you're feeling are felt by many others too. We are not alone in this. We have more in common than we know. This sextile is also a great opportunity for us to hear our inner voice and our intuition with more clarity. Choose self-compassion and you will feel the love that others try to give to you because it is also coming from within you. It hits all of these cards 
over the head, like on point. It's almost creepy how beautifully powerful that is. Because with the hangman being that suspension state, you are literally sitting there with yourself. It's a perfect opportunity to imagine up things, to really get in touch with those emotions. And the Knight of Cups is inviting you to check back in with yourself, drop back into that equilibrium within so that you know how certain situations are making you feel. I think it's so easy right now, given all of the internal or the external stimulus that we have coming in from the news, from society, from the people around us. And that is easily overwhelming us. It's an overload on our senses and our nervous system. And this is really a beautiful opportunity to tap into yourself and just drop down into the body so that you're able to let these emotions flow let them move through their natural course and that in itself is going to give you some respite so that you can go out into the world and be able to hold space for others and yourself and it's as you had mentioned earlier about lifting that veil i think it's important for you to tap into those deeper waters that scorpio is so good at maneuvering just so that you can bring it to the light of day which is essentially what the moon is illuminating for us is these deeper aspects these opportunities to get down to the nitty-gritty of our emotions so that we can come up and bring that to the surface it's like Scorpio season all over again, only this time it's not in October. But that same depth that we can recall we had experienced back in October is here again to just remind us of that hurdle that we went through. So that last Scorpio season that we were experiencing right before this, you know, very interesting pandemic was a very tough one for a lot of people. And the fact that we were able to go through that depth and find a space within our hearts that was reserved for us so that we can explore that's coming back up. And that strength that we acquired from then is necessary in this full moon to continue to move forward. And it's a super moon, so it's going to feel extra charged because of that. And the Scorpio-Taurus polarity is such a beautiful one because it really works to drill really deep at the core of where we find value and at the core of where we find and where we place our efforts and our energy. And Scorpio also ties us into this hangman energy because as we are in the suspension of trying to figure out where our next move is, this hangman energy brings us to a place of personal repent almost. It's almost like the ultimate sacrifice that we are willing to make to cut that rope off of our own foot to relieve ourselves of the burdens and choose to sacrifice something that is going to be for the greatest good of our own growth and that's also going to help to contribute to the growth of our communities and our environment. And it allows us for the opportunity to call upon the energies of the Empress. And the reason why I bring that card up is because of numerology. And we look at the hanged man and we see that number. And any double-digit number that you look at, you can always break down to a single-digit number. And so with one plus two coming up to three, we can call on the archetypes of the third card in this major arcanum. And that would be the Empress. And the Empress itself connects us right back to this Taurus-Scorpio polarity of where we're learning to redefine our senses, where we're learning to re-engage with the world by exploring our own emotional depths to be able to come back up to the surface and re-enter this world and re-engage with it from a different perspective, knowing the amount of truth that we found under the depths of those emotional currents. Mm -hmm. 
and those emotional currents had to be explored and moved through in order to find the truth that is the empress and that is the movement from the high priestess to the empress and that's also very much reflected in the six of cups because it's totally natural right now for everybody to be feeling this great loss and the mourning period that comes through that and we have to move those emotions in order to end up on the other side which is where we tap into that heart space and i think as far as taurus comes being that opposite energy to scorpio it's inviting you to ground down to very much ground down into that molten core of the earth and let your root system takes hold like get in touch with the earth and what sensuality is and what that means for you and this is a perfect time to be exploring that and i think a lot of people are doing that on some level whether they're working out at home they're dancing around mm. they're moving or touching themselves or uh, painting yeah. <laughs> hey, ain't nothing wrong with any of that no not at all and that's that's the beauty of the the taboo that comes with that scorpio taurus polarity is that all that all the depth all the adventure all of the the sensual cravings and quality comforts that you seek that we're so used to normally finding outside of ourselves is literally presenting themselves right now knocking on our door reminding us that we can find all that depth and all that craving and all that yearning within ourselves we can nurture that ourselves we can do that at home and for most of us we're being forced to do that at home and so therefore yeah step into that creative playfulness that comes with redefining for yourself what was once such a sexuality energy and turning it into a sensuality sensation that you get to experience on an everyday life because we're all worthy and we all deserve it yes surrender to the change that is the hangman vibration totally and another thing that came to me was as far as the opposition with Taurus and that earth vibe is let the heaviness of the earth help you. Sometimes when you're holding something and it's heavy, it's because you need to sit down. Mm. Yeah. It's like working with gravity, you know, gravity yes. is wanting to pull you down, wanting to root you down to the core of your existence by giving you opportunities to see where you seek fulfillment. Yes. And so yeah, ground down, work with gravity, literally get yourself on the ground meditate go inward and yeah perfect timing to do all that mm -hmm. especially given how easy it is to get so carried away into our thoughts right now given everything that's happening in the world yeah yeah ground down and turn all of the media off mm -hmm. and if that means just throwing yourself to the ground do it yeah it actually feels kind of good i've had some moments <laughs> where i mean i remember one very vividly somebody had stolen my bicycle which is not an uncommon story in Portland, Oregon. Oh, my God. It's kind of a rite of passage if you own a bike to have it stolen because it mm. just happens all the time here. And I have a very vivid memory. I walked home with my helmet in my hands, crying because I was devastated. And it was my only form of transportation at this point in my life. And I came home and, of course, there was a massive pile of clothing on my floor because I just, you know fuck laundry that stuff sucks <laughs> and I just threw myself into the laundry and fucking sobbed for mm. like ever it felt like forever at least it was a long time and that was what I needed to do I needed to literally throw myself to the ground and mourn my loss mm -hmm. and yeah it was just a stupid bicycle but at that point in time in my life it was everything to me because it was how I got everywhere that I wanted to go and to have it taken from me and I didn't agree to it it wasn't voluntary this is such hanged man energy. 
Mm-hmm. None of us chose to be here Mm-mm. in this way, but we are. So why fight it? We have to love what is. That's why I bring up Byron Katie. She's a fucking magical being. <laughs> Check her out. She preaches on loving what is. So magical for all of us right now to dig into that. Following the full supermoon in Scorpio, strong vibration, on Sunday the 10th, we're going to kick off the beginning of what I am calling retrograde week. First off is Saturn retrograde in Aquarius beginning on that Sunday the 10th. Saturn's going to be retrograde in Aquarius until September 28th. And actually, correct me on that. Um, Actually, in July, it will move into Capricorn while it's retrograding. Two words that come to mind for this retrograde period, social distancing. There is a restriction on our ability to unite as people. There's an irony in those that are rebelling to unite in protest. We're seeing that all over in here in the States. I think everybody else in the world's smart enough to know better, <laughs> but us uh, Americans have to learn the hard way for some reason. No judgment. That's just truth. Because it's likely that by us uniting in protest of this, we are going to produce the opposite of what we're after with this virus because it's dependent on our density, a.k.a. crowds. So a question that I wanted to pose to all of you whether you're really, really wanting to like get together with your friends or you're one of those people listening and you are actually out there protesting the social distancing recommendations and executive orders that are being passed by governors all over the states or elsewhere in the world. I know we've got listeners all over the world. The question I have for you is, what are you avoiding when you're hidden in the crowd? How do you focus on others as a shield to avoid focusing on yourself? I think digging into those questions is going to be really helpful for us during the Saturn retrograde period. Typically, when I look at a retrograde, they tend to highlight the shadows of maybe some of the energies that we're working with. And with the quarantine recommendations that we are having right now to distance ourselves socially and not be out in large crowds, people think, damn, I can't go out. I can't meet with my friends. I can't do the things I'm normally used to doing that might automatically be perceived as a negative thing. And because we're going into a retrograde, which will normally be associated to the shadow sides of aspects, I think it's important to highlight that there is something that is being revealed with both of these seemingly negative situations that are bringing out a positive thing from this Aquarius archetype. And seeming setbacks and restrictions in the realms of conventional communication, socializing, networking, group activities. This is being highlighted with the shadow side of Aquarius because that could be considered a downfall. Aquarius is so used to being out there and networking and socializing and connecting. But because we're not able to do that, I think we're able to access more of the shadow sides of Aquarius, which accessing the shadow sides of Aquarius during a shadow time period is actually going to propel you forward with the positive aspects of what Aquarius is so good at doing. And that is going on a journey inward and having this already social isolation that comes from owning the individuality and the uniqueness that you know to experience within yourself because you're okay with this journey towards sovereignty. 
You're learning how to be a new person within yourself. You're learning how to build a relationship with yourself. So although the exterior world is pointing to you not being able to do the things that you would normally do for socializing and for fun, you're almost being given the opportunity to not see that as a challenge or a setback, but to see it as a new playing field for you to set new inventive ways of how you are going to choose to connect and socialize with people because you're still able to do that. And props to all those people that are doing that right now. I mean, a lot of friends are doing like different online Zoom calls and meetings and workshops. And now people are really taking this time to finish up some like certifications or online courses. And that's accessing the positive aspects of what this retrograde cycle can be. It's good to take inventory, not only of like, what have I lost, but what have I gained? For sure. Definitely. And that's so Six of Cups energy. And as you were saying, what are you avoiding while in the crowd? It's a perfect opportunity to get really in touch with that inner child. Do that little work. Figure out how you could tend to your inner child. That is so good. And, you know, you hear the word restrictions or limitations. And although that could, again, have like a negative connotation to it, you see those words, restriction, limitations, but they also reveal a new motivation. So maybe you might not be able to go about things the way you thought because there's a restriction on that or a limitation on that. But now you're still being given the opportunity to reinvent the way that you can still get to your goal through a different path. Yes, that Aquarius energy is all about innovation. Personally, for myself, I can't go to the gym anymore because that's obviously off the table. (laughs) But I've been out walking every day and I've started practicing yoga at home Mm -hmm. again, which I haven't done. And I can't even think of how long that I've done yoga at home on my own, of my own choosing, not in a class. (laughs) So it's been a test, but it's also been wonderful for me to have to think outside of the box, which is that Aquarius energy. It reveals your creativity because when it comes down to it and you are forced to, you know, use your creativity to get things done i mean i've been at home working out off of chairs and stools and it's been really awesome at times i feel like the workouts are even better than how i remembered them (laughs) i love it and then right after we have the saturn retrograde on monday the 11th we have mercury moving into gemini where it's going to be for just a little bit over two weeks time mercury in gemini very happy to be there mercury rules gemini So this is a very happy placement for this planet. This is quick wit, fast speech, lots of ideas coming and going. My advice to you is write it down. Think before you speak. Is it kind? Is it true? Is it necessary? Those sayings are very, very, very necessary for us to consider when we have Mercury and Gemini. This is an opportunity for us to develop our tactfulness, which sometimes we can miss out on when we just speak as we think. I say that as a Gemini rising, something I'm always working on personally. We can call on the wisdom from the book, The Four Agreements, to help ease us into this quick transit by choosing to be impeccable with our words. It's a wonderful time to embrace learning something new. And if you find that you have questions or you need help along the way, tap into your network, ask a friend, ask an expert. And with the South Node and Sagittarius, It's also best to take what works and leave what doesn't without any attachment or judgment. I'm also seeing a lot of folks that are either talking about or beginning to work on developing their own podcasts. 
I've had a couple friends come to me and chat with me about this actually recently. And I was so excited to be able to give them some quick tips. And I think this is a great time for people to be thinking about projects that have to do with your voice. We have a ton of Gemini energy going Mm. on. We have the North Node in Gemini. We have Venus in Gemini. We have now Mercury in Gemini. We're not even in Gemini season yet. (laughs) That's a lot of fucking Gemini. Mm -hmm. That is just me talking all the time, which is totally Gemini, Gemini, Gemini. Like, talk, 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 talk. Great. Channel that shit. Go start the blog. Go start writing the book. Start on the podcast. Share it through art. Whatever it is that is your medium, like, let it flow through you. Mercury and Gemini is here to support that. And it's only a quick transit before it's going to move on. So take what you can. Make magic out of that moment. End of the month, we're gonna jump into cancer. And to better help keep that Gemini impulsivity in check, I think you could very much call on the Knight of Cups to help you pause before you take action. Pause before you think. Give yourself a moment to really sit with it so that you could be more articulate and be able to speak your truth in a way that's gonna be hitting the dot every time. And then on Tuesday, the 12th, we have Mars entering Pisces. If you know anybody who has a natal Mars and Pisces placement, then you already know that these people are gentle gliders. They let things happen more than making them happen. This transit is the embodiment of go with the flow and let go of force. This transit supports sudden bursts of creativity and inspiration If you've been thinking about doing something creative, like I was saying about the podcasting, and it's outside of your comfort zone, Mars and Pisces is here to say you can dream it and you can do it. Additionally, if you're trying to heighten your spirituality, your connection to a higher power or just to yourself, you may find that it's best to do this while you're in physical motion. Go for a long walk and allow yourself to ponder your thoughts before sitting or laying down to meditate on them. Or share them (laughs) with the Gemini energy. Although typically Pisces and Mars wouldn't necessarily have a connection that kind of pushes you towards much movement, I think it's great to acknowledge where there could be some struggles and where there could be other opportunities for you to thrive in a way that wouldn't normally be associated to the energy of Mars, which is action and movement and doing, doing, doing. There's something that comes with the beauty and simplicity of having that Pisces there to give you more time to reflect and to think creatively. And uh, like you were saying, you know, there could be moments of inspiration and creativity that just comes in on a whim and the best thing to do is to act on it and to do something. And that's the Mars energy that you're able to access when it comes to those creative spurts. However, whenever you are getting too caught up into the dreamy world of Pisces and you're noticing that you are not actually doing anything physically, that's a great time to call on that natural energy of what Aries would represent because Mars is Aries' ruler. And so to help you through this time, there's a great opportunity for you to balance out those polarities within yourself of the divine feminine energy of creativity and poetry and fluidity and the masculine energy of action and movement. And so find that sweet spot for yourself. You'd be very surprised, I think, at how much you can get done on a creative level while still making time for yourself to engage with yourself physically, have that be a walk or a run or yoga, 
but a beautiful time to explore them all and see what your options are and what brings you the most happiness. And we also have Venus retrograde in Gemini happening the same day. Venus is in the sign of Gemini for a total of four months this year. And it can be best to get familiar and more acquainted with those archetypes of the eternal twins that you have within yourself. These eternal twins represent inner polarities, dualistic perspectives, and our inner parent and inner child, our yeses and our noes. See where it is that you feel unsure, stuck, or needing reassessment. Understand that times are uncertain, and to feel burdened by this feeling to having to make a decision for the future is totally understandable. But remain grounded and aware of the challenges that come with the responsibilities of taking ownership of your disappointments and work towards making changes of improvement towards a more promising future. That's totally that Six of Cups energy. And given everything that's happening out in the world right now, we are very much valid. Our emotions are valid, how we're feeling in this moment. And as you had mentioned earlier, we have these like flashbacks about being a kid. For me, at least, I remember just sitting there and feeling like I'm in this eternal sleepover where I can't leave to, <laughs> I can't leave the house. It's almost like being a child stuck at home. And just like that, I wanted to throw a fit. I was just so angry. I couldn't really let go of the fact or surrender to the truth of the matter that yeah the gym's not opening I'm not going to get to go to my German classes in person and allowing me the space to move through those emotions and yeah I allowed myself to cry and then I tended to that inner child by giving him that space acknowledging that and then picking myself up and realizing that I need to just move from this new space by being creative about how I'm going to make life have some sort of rhythm to it that's semi-normal. Mm. And here I am now, and I'm quite comfortable being at home. I still miss the gym, but like you, I reconnected with my yoga because normally these are things that are very solid routines for me. And as soon as this pandemic hit and it pulled the rug from right under me, it was very difficult to stay on top of them, which they come so naturally to me normally. But it took about a few weeks, and now I'm very much grounded in that truth and experiencing the polarities of both of that and honoring them by giving both of them a space at my table. Mm, that's so good. I love the way that that was put because it's really the truth. It's like you're honoring within yourself the parts of you that make you up that all deserve equal amounts of attention and love. Even the parts of you that you don't necessarily like or the parts of you that come up when you're not able to get or experience what you wanted, those disappointments, they can bring up parts of you that you're probably embarrassed of. Like, wow, how could I have really gotten that upset over a gym or over this? But, you know, when you allow those spaces to emerge, you're able to develop more of a compassion for yourself and then able to, like you said, dive into that with more tenderness so that you can understand that, yeah, those disappointments are real and we are very much able to experience them. They're valid and they also give you somewhere to work from. They're now giving you a different level or a tier of perspective for you to have moving forward. And adaptability is really what's going to push us through because through adaptability, you build resiliency and those two tie in together very beautifully. Yeah. We talked about that last month with the two of pentacles. I feel that that wisdom is still with us very much so. Just like how you pulled the hangman for this month and we we're talking about it. But last year was a hanged man year. Mm. A lot of stuff's coming up from last year. And that's kind of what Venus retrograde does. Venus retrograde is like a Mercury retrograde on steroids because it doesn't happen as often. We get those Mercury retrogrades about three times a year. 
But Venus retrograde happens about a year and a half apart. Mm. So we won't have a Venus retrograde next year, but we have one now. There's no mistake about that. Yeah. We're being invited to dig deeper into the Venus retrograde magic. And one thing that I like to caution people about with Venus and Gemini in particular during the retrograde period especially is to wait. To wait to commit unless you have to. That's like waiting to sign the lease unless you have to. Waiting to end a relationship even unless you have to. Like, are you really ready to end this? Waiting to begin a relationship unless you're really ready. Hmm. Do you really want to be with this person? I mean, do you want to quarantine with them? Yes or no? (laughs) Like, these are real questions that people are asking themselves right now. I recommend trying out the trial version before buying the year-long subscription. Please don't get married during quarantine unless you are already planning on it. Yeah, or unless you're reading the damn fine print. That's right. (laughs) It's a time to be wary of the rose-colored glasses that can be put on during this transit. For sure. The impulsive rebelliousness thing is very much real, especially when you're feeling so restricted. So the tendency to just want to just outdo something because you know at the end of the day, that's what once gave you the personal freedom that made you feel so alive. Be careful with that. Because yeah, for sure, these can be some very interesting times that require much awareness in the way and in the spirit that you're going into things. And you can be so focused on the end results and the fruit of your labor. But really, if you take a detached perspective from that and realize that it's so much more about just the presence and the spirit that you're carrying through this movement, you'll realize how much you would have made a decision based off of impulse more so than an understanding of rational and emotional needs. Absolutely. All that shimmers is not always gold. (laughs) Some other potentials for Venus retrograde. Love returns. This does tend to happen during a Venus retrograde. I like to think about this in the situations for people in healthcare right now are many of them are separate from their their families. Maybe they live with an elderly parent normally or they have children. Maybe they have a child who has a respiratory condition of some sort. So maybe they're not actually even living at home. I know personally that I've got a really good friend of mine who is completely across the country from her partner right now Mm. and is being separated by this pandemic, not by choice. And the potential of love returning either during or after the Venus retrograde period, I think, is a beautiful just reminder that love will return. Most definitely. Another thing that can happen with Venus retrograde is that unresolved issues resurface, especially in personal relationships. And I'm not just talking about intimate relationships. So if you're listening to this and you're like, I don't have a significant other, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It applies to you as well, because we're all beings and we all have relationships. Maybe it's not your boyfriend. Maybe it's your mother. Mm -hmm. Just throwing that out there. Or your housemate or your friend or your sibling. Or your neighbor. I feel like a lot of people are having relationships now with their neighbors they didn't really have before. And this is a time to deepen in the relationships that we have. If you haven't worked through a problem of the past, don't be surprised if it shows up again during Venus retrograde. When you truly learn the lesson, the lesson will stop showing up. This is also a transit where we may be reconsidering our current relationships, intimate and platonic. What's working? What isn't? Do you have any energy vampires in your orbit right now? 
Think it through during this transit, but again, wait to act on the emotions that surface or the information that you gather unless you have really, truly sat with it and feel certain since Venus retrograde can sometimes have us in the clouds and confused about what and who we truly want and need in our lives. This is also a time to be aware of potential old flames coming in. So when I say love returns, it can also be love of the past. If you decide that you want to dance again with that person, enjoy it, but I'd caution you against assuming that it's going to stick around. Venus retrograde can bring flings in that disappear just as quickly as they appear. Be aware of forming any attachments at this time. If it's meant to last, then it will still be with you come August. And if not, then that's okay too. What's meant to be will always find you. So let it. I read that too when you say love returns. At least for me, during this quarantine, I realized that, oh, I've totally neglected these activities that I just love doing so much that are totally indoor activities like coding or just sitting around and researching anything in tech, anything in foreign language. And I I basically put all those things on the back burner and now I have literally all the time in the world to do it. And I think maybe that is that love returning. Yeah, and it's not even a person. Yeah, and yeah. it's and it's in a positive light. <laughs> Absolutely. I can relate to that one as well. Old ideas, old visions, things that I once dreamed of doing, I'm now actually doing because I have the time. And it's a beautiful return of love, love for the self. You know, I wanted to also include with relationships for those that are in relationships. Um, it's a beautiful time to really strengthen the bond within your partnerships, knowing that the responsibility comes with building that relationship with yourself, especially during quarantine. Be kind to yourself, be tender, but also know that what might come up might just be a shadowy aspect that's looking for some clarity or looking for some reassurance. If you're seeing that maybe in your personal relationships, you're being easily triggered, try your best to communicate, relay your concerns, relay where you are needing reassurance before, you know, getting into that fickle boredom energy of what shadow aspects of Gemini can represent, you know, be able to understand your place in having a relationship and the beauty of that that comes with that and wanting to deepen things rather than so push them away or sweep them under the rug because they will come back. Um, and I also wanted to acknowledge for those who are single and it could be a tough time to be single and to have this retrograde cycle bring up feelings of loneliness or isolation or causing you to remember that one relationship that happened years ago or possibly, you know, just feeding into these these feelings of, of loneliness and solitude, like I said, which can very well activate this jadedness, possible rebelliousness. You know, understanding that like this sucks or you might be alone and not knowing how to deal with it or wanting to feel that ability to connect with someone. And just like everything else that applies to this time, I think it's a great time again to rise above being jaded and also realize that you can still be single and still have somewhat of a dating life, but there comes with new playing fields with that. You can still, you know, talk to people online if that's what you were doing before this. Don't push yourself into a situation that could possibly jeopardize your safety, but it's a beautiful time to use this retrograde cycle to get to know people on a deeper level, because what else do people have to do at this moment? You know, if you, if you were interested in someone prior to this, or you were working on a relationship prior to this, or building a relationship with yourself, here's this opportunity to continue to do that and continue to enjoy yourself, knowing that you are allowing for there to be fluidity. 
And if someone is going to make time for you and someone is going to want to build a relationship with you, this is a beautiful time to be supported and to also be supportive to those that you care about, to those that you want to get to know and to hold that space for yourself, to know that your most cherished relationship will be the one that you build with yourself so that it can help create the, the foundation of where you want relationships to move outside of this retrograde phase. Well, and I think being single, too, a lot of people are probably desperately seeking that intimate touch still within this Taurus season that's like looking for these very earthly, tactile, sensual things. And I think that is the perfect opportunity to go back to that sensuality, to really explore yourself, figure out like how you can give yourself what others outside of you can also but learn how to provide that for yourself because at the end of the day they're just a mirror for anything you can do for yourself most definitely it makes me think of the knight of cups because when i look at the knight of cups we have this knight on a horse off to go get their their cup filled and right now the person who's going to fill that cup is you and that's an opportunity for you to fill that cup for yourself I had a friend who said that she was doing some virtual dates since she's single and wants still to mingle Mm -hmm. virtually. And some of the things that she was saying as benefits of that were that it can't just be physical. There has to be this emotional bonding. There has to be conversation. It can't just be like staring into my eyes. You know, like you're going to have to actually hold a conversation with me. Yeah. And I thought that was cool. And then another thing that she said was, and if it's really going badly, I just end the call and then text him and say, oh, God, the Internet's unstable. (laughs) (laughs) All these people are stuck at home and the Internet's unstable. I just I'm sorry. I I lost you. And then you uh, you unmatch them and your life moves forward or whatever. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) I've definitely asked a lot of different friends, friends in relationships, friends living with their partners, friends who are single. And I've asked everyone like, Hey, how is, how are things going for you in that, in that department of romance and, you know, relationship and the responses I've gotten have been really interesting, but you know, in my own personal opinion, I started thinking like, wow, what a time to be single. Cause like if I were single, this would have probably been a time that I would have probably thrived because I am more so about intellectual stimulation. And if there would have been a block on, further intimacy past intellectual stimulation then it it would be challenging but right now is like the time to actually get to know someone for their brains for their hearts for their values for their standards now is a great time to ask these questions because it's not so easy that you can just swipe on someone right now like you're actually sitting with yourself and realizing so much you wouldn't have learned had you still been out in the world just having fun all the time and how about that first embrace man let's say that you're a single person And you've been video chatting with somebody and you do that this whole time that we're quarantined. And then you finally get to embrace them. Mm. What a fucking moment. My goodness. I can only imagine. I mean, I even feel like. Talk about the built up. I haven't even touched you guys. Like we can't even hug each other right now. Like this. Yeah. This is it's crazy. Like I'm I'm excited for that. I think we're all going to connect on such a deeper soul level in the Venus retrograde happening during this social distancing. Right. Such a new invitation for how we can look at how we relate and how how much we value. Yes. Relationship to each other, to ourselves. Yeah, it's been funny. So I've been seeing my roommate and, you know, we haven't given each other a hug in like about a month now. And I just think about, wow, 
I remember how great our hugs were, and I'm looking forward to when we get to hug again. But as of right now, like it just seems appropriate that we're, you know, following quarantine rules and whatnot. And it just makes a build up for there to be more appreciation for the small things like a hug or a handshake or a simple hand gesture, you know? Yeah. My, I live with my boyfriend and I've been doing, actually I've been doing this for a long time since before all of this happened, but it feels way more important now, which is asking for 20 second hugs. (laughs) <laughs> and taking them. So I'm like, hi, I need a 20 second hug. And then I hold on to him. I don't even know if it's 20 seconds or not. I'm just holding on for a while. And recently I was joking with him. I'm like, you're my hug dealer now. <laughs> like you're the only person dealing me hugs right now. Yeah, I'm not getting that from anyone else. So you're just going to have to hug it out with me, man. Like <laughs> I got to get those hugs somewhere. If I wasn't hugging him, I'd probably be hugging the pillow. Mm. You know, I don't have a pet, so got to make something else work. But also hugging myself. I mean, I have actually literally physically been hugging myself recently. For sure. And it feels great. And if you're needing a hug, give yourself a fucking hug. Yeah, give yourself a coat of arms. Exactly. And yes. touch yourself, damn it. Yeah. And touch yourself. This is a turned into a pro-masturbation episode. I'm sure that's going to offend somebody. Um, we don't. We don't care. You should enjoy your life fully however sure. that looks for you and if you still wanted to explore that with your virtual date there's toys that have remote oh my controls. god <laughs> <laughs> damn oh my goodness well so this uh yeah this episode's <laughs> diving in y'all it's that venus retrograde yeah. energy okay you can't deny it it's undeniable it's that scorpio sensuality yeah we still got that scorpio full moon energy with us All right, so after we have the Venus retrograde kicking off on the 12th, like I said, y'all, it is retrograde week. On Thursday the 14th, we have Jupiter retrograde beginning in Capricorn. Jupiter is going to be retrograding Capricorn until September 12th. I've seen this quote floating around the internet a few times actually this year, and I feel that it perfectly sums up Jupiter and Capricorn, especially as it stations retrograde. The quote is, the magic you're looking for is in the work you're avoiding. Mm. I think there's a lot of truth in that. And when I read that the first time, I was like, oh, shit, I'm being called out. And then I saw it again. And then I saw it again. I think I've seen it at least three times. So that has been one of the guiding almost mantras for me Mm. in this season. And I pass that off to you guys. Yeah, Jupiter is all about expansion. And so with Jupiter being retrograde, you can almost see that as, okay, where are we experiencing some sort of a blockage with expansion? And with it being in Capricorn, you can also tie in the fact that much of where we in the past maybe felt we were expanding, such as structure and order and government and all these other things, those are all starting to crumble away in such a beautiful way that's making space for us to go ahead and re-engage with how we want to place value on structure or routine or stability or how we even view the word successful. Because the way that we view and define the word successful has a brand new opportunity to have a different definition this time around. So tying back into what I was saying earlier in the episode, now is the time right now to choose consciousness over convenience. You know, choose to see where it is that you want to support and contribute your money, your efforts, your time, your ideas to structure, to organization, to stability, and choose to do that in a way that you're going to support 
not just yourself, but local organizations, local companies, different politicians that reflect what it is that you want to see as far as a change. Do your research. Dive in. Go deeper. See how it is that you can contribute to the collective change that's coming right now. Yes. Expand with it. So, so good. And then the following week, we have the sun entering Gemini on Wednesday, the 20th. Gemini season. Woo! Woo! It's here, y'all. And we kind of already feel like it's been here because there's all this Gemini energy. Honestly, with Gemini entering now for this month, one of the best things that I can give as far as any sort of support or feedback is is to really really get in touch with your inner yeses and nos like Mm. i said i think that's one of the most important things and just knowing where you would normally say yes could very well be where you are now going to say no and that's okay you have the absolute freedom and flexibility to re-engage with yourself in new ways that can show you are shifting and being very diligent with yourself and feeling just as accountable and responsible for stimulating your own intellectuality because right now it's what we're being asked to do. Where Gemini is wanting to go out and to seek and to have adventure, to engage in intellectual stimulation, we're not able to do that the way we normally would at the start of the summer. You know, most times people are like, summer, yay, time to go out, time to do this. We're still able to go out and explore nature and enjoy ourselves within our neighborhoods. Go on walks, enjoy yourself, enjoy your own company. Enjoy how to befriend your own inner polarity. But do that knowing that this time around it's going to be different. And go into it accepting it so that you don't feel so much of a disappointment when you're not able to spend summer the way that you normally would. Absolutely. And the shift from Taurus to Gemini is from comfort to curiosity. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of magic in allowing yourself to be curious and building on what you said, Andreas. It's okay to change your mind. Changing your mind can change your life. Very much so. And still be curious. You can still be curious. Be curious with some of the things that you put on hold. Be curious with some of the things that you've always said, oh, if I had the time to do, I would do. Well, now you do. And remain curious, but remain youthful. And realize that curiosity is its most beautiful when it's youthful. And acknowledging for those who maybe don't have time on Mm. their hands. Some people are on the front lines. If you're one of those people, if you are running deliveries, if you're in healthcare, if you're working with the elderly, like I just wanted to acknowledge that the work that you're doing is so important and that there are people who don't have the pause that a lot of us are feeling. And to that, I say the pause is coming. This won't always feel like a tornado. One day you'll wake up and it will feel like a summer breeze. Mm. And that day is coming for you. If you feel like you are in the midst of the wind whipping cross your face the breeze is coming i promise i can't tell you when though (laughs) even though i'm an astrologer i can try but i can't tell you exactly when so with gemini season kicking off of course we've got the new moon in gemini on friday the 22nd this is a great time to plant a seed for collaboration you could also use this day to dream about the vacation that you want to take when all of this blows over, or maybe to reimagine the vacation that you had already planned that unfortunately has been postponed. The new moon is going to form a trine to Saturn, which is going to give it a positive and supportive energy that's focused around embracing personal and emotional responsibility. We've got a grip on our feelings. 
on this new moon due to Saturn's support. And we have a more clear view on where our emotions are stemming from. We also have Mercury forming a square to Neptune, which can lead to spreading misinformation or misunderstanding other people's intentions or even your own. This is the time to ask for clarity and repeat back to others what you believe that you heard them say so that they can correct you if you are making an assumption or you're just simply mishearing them. If we let it, this new moon can be quite helpful for our relationships as it reminds us that when we come from a place of love, understanding, and respect for others, we are able to hear their truth and form connections that deepen our human experiences together on this planet. The last aspect I wanted to mention on the new moon is that Venus is going to form a square to Neptune, which can bring some friction to Venus arenas, such as self-esteem, finances, our relationships. But if we remember not to push our ideals onto others and instead choose to extend grace, we will be able to steer clear of making assumptions that aren't founded in reality. Your best ally for this aspect of the new moon is to remember that our first impressions aren't always accurate, and very few things in life are permanent. And I think a beautiful support for that as well is to remember that everybody has an inner child that sometimes it's needing to be tended to and they don't have their caretaker or the time and energy to be on top of that. So they may have these emotional flare-ups or they may get into these mental states that are maybe combative. And that's when you extend the grace to them so that they have an opportunity to also have their place at the table. and. Um, Maybe that's all they needed. Yeah, sometimes all that somebody needs is acknowledgement. And it's that simple to say, I hear that you're having a hard time. Mm-hmm. That's it. I don't need to say anything else. I need to project like, and this is how you could fix it. It's not my fucking business. I hear that you're having a hard time. How can I be here for you? How can I help you? What do you need? Yeah, it's like starting a new emotional journey. And to have it within this sign, it's, asking you to find ways of just planting new and inventive seeds on intellectual levels. Although it's a new emotional journey that you're going to be experiencing with this feeling of freshness and starting new, it's going to be on intellectual fronts. So find that way to do that with yourself. Engage with yourself in that way that allows for you to ease off a little bit of the pressure on your exterior to find a way to stimulate you and be compassionate to those that are within your space to possibly trigger you and if someone is triggering you or vice versa then explore those depths by trying to find a healing medium you know something that's going to bring you back to unity rather than separation and continue to go on this emotional journey setting in brand new intentions for the month ahead lovely Mm -hmm. and then the last astrological event that we want to bring up is just that quick moving mercury Mm -hmm. is going to move into cancer on Thursday, the 28th. That's the week of Memorial Day. This is going to bring our communication styles into the crab's emotional body of water that can remind us that we can relay a message by being soft and gentle and still get that message across with kindness. One thing to watch out for with this transit is speaking from emotions more than logic. You can feel the feelings, but you don't always have to share them. Sometimes it's best to sit on them and process them and give yourself a chance to come to a clear conclusion 
And with Venus retrograde and Gemini season upon us and all this Gemini energy, this is especially important. Take the spoken scenic route and you should be set for smooth sailing with Mercury and Cancer. Mm. Yeah, I feel that Cancer energy is refamiliarizing ourselves to the awareness of our emotional needs and also like our sensitivities to connection in general. Here's a time to explore some of our deeper rooted communication skills and abilities to comfortably express what our hearts needs are and what our desires are as well. It's a perfect time to engage on intellectual fronts, to restructure home lives too, so that our personal spaces can best reflect and complement our inner needs. There may be important and perfect opportunities to open up new realms of communication with those whom we have closest in our daily lives. A great time to openly accept others on their paths as we ourselves become familiar with our attunement to the current shifts and create considerate compassion for everyone. And that transition, I think, is ultimately beautiful. You know, like think about where we are right now in the year and the beginning of the astrological wheel. You know, we went from fire to earth, now experiencing air and then water. We're literally in the midst of the first chunk of what these four elements represent. So everything that we're learning right now within these seasons are going to prepare us to experience the next round of fire, earth, air, water a whole different way because we're, we're learning so much. And stepping into this air element to then know that the water element is just right around the bend to nurture us in our emotional needs, it's quite comforting, honestly, before we can jump right back into that fiery passion of wanting to get forward and forward, which will come later on this summer. So hang tight, y'all. Yeah, because sometimes that curiosity of that air element could be a little bit of a shock on our bodies, our psyche, and it's good to take some time to sit there in the water and kind of refresh, get ready to go back out into the world explosively. Mm -hmm. There's nothing wrong with a little softening. Sometimes softening is exactly what we need, and I think mercury and cancer is such an invitation to soften. Yeah. Even talking right now, I'm like, Mercury and Cancer versus <laughs> Mercury and Gemini. Blah, 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 blah. Like I would yeah. even I'm embodying it without even trying, mm -hmm. which is part of the magic. Mm -hmm. I love it. I think we've got such an amazing month ahead. And regardless of when you're listening to this, maybe you're in the thick of it in the middle of the month or late in the month, eagerly awaiting the next episode, <laughs> which you should be eagerly awaiting because we're awesome and it's fun, but also because eclipse season is coming. So that's what's up next for us, guys. On June 5th, we're going to have the lunar eclipse. If you want to learn more, you're just going to have to tune in. For sure. And that's going to kick off the triad of eclipses. It's going to go lunar, solar, lunar. So from June into July, eclipse season is here, baby. Yeah. Buckle in. We're all going to lose our minds. <laughs> it's a big year. But we're all going to lose exactly what we're meant to lose and gain. For sure. Thank what God. we're meant to gain. And yes. ultimately, I, I'm really starting to see that we are experiencing the opportunities to step into being alchemist. And that's literally the word that's been popping up for me so much this month. It's I'm trying to step more into that energy, that presence of an alchemist. Because to be an alchemist truly means that you are able to really see the the outworld, the outer world reflecting the inner world, as within, so without. And so to be experiencing all these elements, you're made up of those same elements. Here's your opportunity to really dabble and play with what these elements are and, and use them to 
better understand yourself and how you're equipped already with these same elements within you. So it's it's good to experience your emotions just as it's important to feed your mind and to physically do something to create endurance. But tap into all those elements and, and become an alchemist of your own. Is anybody else hearing like that? <laughs> what was that? What was it? I keep hearing. I think it's you. It's like... <laughs> what is that? No, you were talking, so you couldn't have been making the noise out of your mouth. I don't know what it would have been. <laughs> I was just trying not to I laugh because it was just such a weird noise. I've been hearing it for a while. <laughs> for real? What is that it? That was the first time I've heard it. Uh, that's why I've been staying so still. It's like, what is this? So not <laughs> you want to make sure it wasn't you. That's funny. Oh, I might leave that in because that was just really funny. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. So that's all that we've got for you this month. Tune in for more magic in June. We would love to have you come along with us for the ride and thank you so much for listening we love you guys so much if you want to connect with andreas or uni at aquarian age on instagram they are doing readings actively highly recommend it so much insight to be found in getting to know yourself a little bit better during this time and it's donation based so it is accessible for everybody so just wanted to throw that out there Happy birthday to all of our friends and family celebrating birthdays this month. We love you guys so much. From a distance, wash your fucking hands. We'll see you guys next month. (laughs) Stay happy. (laughs) (laughs) Stay happy. Stay healthy. Stay present. Stay light. Uh, A big thank you to all of our essential workers out there that have really, really been providing the means for us to be able to continue to live through this crazy time, having a little bit of reassurance with us being able to get the things that we need. And, you know, just a ton of gratitude to all the healthcare workers too. Honestly, we appreciate you all. Thank you. We love you. Hang in there. You beautiful creatures. We'll catch you next month. Cheers. Ciao. Bye.